Hi, I'm KS Gardner, and you're listening to the Solo Network Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with Katie Bratton, the creator behind the first issue of their original Construct series launching on Kickstarter October 3rd. Welcome, Katie. Hey, how's it going? I'm all right, but thank you for joining us today. But outside my introduction, who is Katie Bratton in their own words? Who am I? Um... So I do work a a full-time job. I am a product designer by day. Uh, Most of my background has been in in product design. Um, I work mostly in like software products and uh, technical products, but it still has a creative side to it. I do a lot of like graphic design, graphic uh, development work. Um, And that's really fed into some of my other passions. I like to think that I'm kind of like an entrepreneur as well uh, mm-hmm. with the the startup of Two Scale Studio. My friends kind of uh, joke with me. I've had a lot of things that I've tried in the past to to kind of like start up a lot of um, business ideas. I'm always somebody that's kind of thinking through what I'm going to do next. Um, but with Two Scale Studio, I think there's other like titles that go with it. You're kind of a, you're a content creator, you're a marketer, uh, you're the, you know, customer service person, the creative director. So uh, I, I kind of carry all of those titles. And um, the other thing that kind of resonates with me is that I'm a, I'm a painter. That's kind of a big part of Two Scale Studio and the, the concept behind it. Not only did I write uh, Construct, but um, I am doing the production and fulfillment of the statues that will be coming out with the campaign as well. So I do hand-painted uh, custom statue work. Do you have any examples of statue work that you have? Like right here in your, uh, I guess in your office right here, or I have a couple. I got a couple back there. Um, some of these are like statues that are unpainted, that are um, originals from a couple artists that I just love, and I happen to get my hands on a couple of their original pieces. Uh, some from other studios that I love. I love supporting other studios that make their own original statues as well. Um, most of my pieces are typically like sold off as, as commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a lot of, I don't actually keep a lot of my own stuff. It's kind of sad, but I just, I, I get more joy from doing it for other people and letting them bring something into their collection. Honestly, that, that makes me very happy, but, uh, I got a couple pieces. They're kind of like in another cabinet back there that you can't mm-hmm. see. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. That's really cool. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I can definitely relate to, I guess, being an artist, you kind of want to start up, even when you have a full-time job, you kind of want to do your own thing on the side and you want that to be real. Cause I remember I, I graduated college with a a degree in graphic design. So I wanted to be a graphic designer and book like a year and a half. I could not get any work as a graphic designer. So I tried doing, you know, the standard thing of like party flyers and stuff like that, but like, yeah. For like twenty dollars, people like it's a it's a you know I went to school for four years for this and I get it the 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 turnaround was really fast too you get it the like the next day but like for whatever reason that was too expensive for people right yeah. so um fast forward like ten years later I don't do any graphic design at all professionally I mean I might do a party flower here and there um but that's about it it's kind of like like a like a stain on my soul almost. <laughs> like I I still have a lot of the information that I retained when I was in college but it's just not put to use in a way I thought it would so then um I try to do like with clothes with old clothes that I had but like 
what's the word like refurbish them and turn them into something else and do something like mm-hmm. that but that didn't really work out because it's like once you run out you gotta keep getting them and clothes are expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know like a basic stitch but that's pretty much it um and then I got into uh writing which is which has stuck you know I'm a self-published author and um even after all these years writing can still be a bit difficult because I feel like it as you change your writing changes and sometimes you're not really prepared for that in a way uh or it's like it's harder to adjust because not only did your you know your writing changes but your life did and then you're trying to keep up with life and keep up with the writing so yeah and then I started the podcast because then I got bored and I felt like nobody was really talking about small stuff like you know uh starting with local stuff here in the city in Baltimore City it was always the big stuff it was the small stuff and then they went out to interviewing small independent creators because again I felt like nobody was talking to them they always talked to the big people so that's my whole thing <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel that too with uh, one of the, the ideas or inspirations behind Two Scale Studio is creating like my original kind of IP and then making statues that are from that IP and like bringing those characters to life in a 3D form. But one of the uh, the concepts behind the studio is partnering with other indie studios or indie publishers to also do the same for them. So my hope is that like as the studio grows, I can work with other creators and like bring their comic characters to life as the person producing, you know, original collectibles for them. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, but what is Construct about and what should readers expect starting from the first issue? Yeah, and sorry if you you hear some some noise upstairs, some rumbling happening. No, I don't hear it. All right. Um, so Construct. Construct is a book about, well, it's a book set in a futuristic universe. It's a kind of cyberpunk dystopian environment. And Construct is the name of the universe split into four different regions. And the four regions, they mirror the social class and the status of the people that reside in these different regions. So it's all about your your status. And across all of the regions, there is a tournament style sport called Token. And individuals are fighting for credits or money, uh, status points, and then a chance to compete in this big championship. And the story centers around the main character, Riley, who is a bartender from the uh, lower west region called Swad. And Riley finally saves enough credits to to enter into their first token match. And they're basically going through in the first issue. You're you're meeting Riley. You're meeting some of the main characters. uh, You're seeing Riley go to this first match. um, And then you're also understanding and being introduced to Riley's superhuman ability uh, that kind of gives them an edge in this competition. And Riley is also starting to discover that Construct isn't quite what it seems. So you're getting introduced to a lot of the world building, the characters, and then uh, some of the subplots that will be uncovered in future issues. Mm -hmm. So with all of the influences, if you have any influences that may have inspired Construct, how do you maintain that this series is still your own? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, I like to think that Construct is, it, it pulls from a lot of the the media that, that I love. Um, if I had to like name a few things that remind me or have elements of Construct, I think of like 
the Hunger Games world where you've got this dystopian uh, sort of place and this not quite a sport, but you have like this big tournament, this thing uh, that everybody's competing in, that everybody is aware of in, in Hunger Games. Um, I think about like edge runners and a lot of these big cyberpunk uh, rise of the cyberpunk stuff that's been happening uh, more recently. And this idea of like having like implants, uh, bodily implants and like superhuman abilities. A lot of the like black mirror stuff has been really popular lately and some of that like tech gone bad. So I, there's a lot of inspiration in construct that is pulled from these different media outlets, but um I think what really sets Construct apart is one, it tries to blend multiple genres together. So I truly do believe like this is a little bit of a cliche, but I do believe it's some, there's something for everybody in Construct. It's got um, suspense. It's got action packed like fight scenes. It's got uh, romance and drama. Um, it's got the sci-fi like cyberpunk elements for people that really like some slight mecha stuff. So it, it really does have a little bit for everybody. And then two is, for me, comic books, like growing up with some of the the DC Marvel, they always had like one one major plot line. And when I was coming into Construct, what I really wanted was something that had not only a, a primary plot line you could follow, but subplot lines and like really deep, rich character development and like following individual storylines of sub characters. Um, and I think that's something that uh, it, it Construct does a little bit differently. Um, and in particular, something that has re resonated with me and that I wanted to make sure was apparent in Construct is the LGBTQ plus characters and not just the representation aspect, but the idea that they're in leading roles and that they're not introduced as gay characters uh, in the in the series and that it's not a series around trials and tribulations of being gay and not a coming out series it's a series that has a really cool fun plot and a lot of drama and different things happening and the characters just happen to be lgbtq plus that's what yeah. i really want to see in in a series that is really hard uh to find yeah it is i was just actually thinking about that i think today or yesterday or something like that and i'm like how would we know if a character is LGBTQ plus without like some type of kiss or some type of like sexual euphemisms or things like that. And I feel like those characters specifically are always introduced as that, whereas the cishead yeah. characters have lives and they have drama thing things going on. They're never is you know, and then like their sex lives are a part of their plot, whereas LGBTQ characters, it's the sex first and then the plot afterwards. Yeah. So yeah. which I think is like weird. I'm like, for me as a writer and someone who identifies as pansexual, people are just people. I don't really see I'm I'm more interested in what's going on with them as a person and not with the sex stuff I mean that can come if it makes sense to put that in there as a part of right. their character development then yeah but people are just people to me so you know that's just I, I mean I, I I understand what the kind of world we live in but it's just like it for me in my brain it doesn't really make sense so yeah yeah I, I definitely think that that piece is kind of missing from especially comic books like being able to see those characters and then just experience their lives and get connected with them for whatever reason, like whatever resonates with that the reader. Like 
I, I love this character because of this aspect of their personality, not just because they are the, you know, token gay character mm -hmm. in, in the series. It's very much a, man, this character really went through all this stuff. And I, that, I resonate, that resonates with me. I, I can relate to that thing. And then maybe they happen to be gay. Maybe, uh, you know, you find out later uh, and there is some sort of like a romance between another character, but then it feels more natural and it fits into the, into the series. And you can kind of get excited for that too. If, if, you know, that character does identify in, in a way that, um, that you identify and that you can connect with the character in that way. So that, that is something that um, I wanted to keep top of mind when I was writing Construct because it is important to me, but by all means, it's also not something that I feel like is limiting of the series, that if you're not somebody that is a part of that community, um, there's definitely still something in Construct that um, hopefully you can enjoy, whether it's, you know, the the token scenes, the um, suspense, some of the stuff happening with the conspiracies, mm -hmm. all the different things in Construct. Yeah. So I understand that you're like a solopreneur, like, right? And then like, um, yeah. especially being indie, you pretty much have to do everything yourself, right? Yeah. And and, and the founder of uh, Two Scale Studio LLC. But um, I guess, could you go a little bit more into the process of selecting your collaborators with this project? And how did you know that they were the right people to work with? Yeah, uh, I guess going into it, I didn't know that they were the right people to work with always. Um, it's been quite a journey. I listened to your podcast and it's kind of nice to also hear some other folks that have had uh, similar experiences and mm -hmm. trying to meet people and figure out like, where the heck do I find somebody that can like do the type of cover art that I'm looking for or that is even interested in doing cover art and uh, trying to figure all those things out. I think for me, um, I kind of took the, maybe the harder route uh, initially and then started to learn from it. Um, I was just scouring Instagram and like trying to find similar series that had uh, a similar vibe to, to my comic. Also following a lot of comic creators and then kind of clicking through like, oh, I love that cover by them. Let me find that cover artist and then reach out to them and see if they're interested in doing a cover for me. Um, and it's very, very much been manual outreach to like everybody, whether it's, um, 2D illustration, 3D uh, the 3D sculpting work, some of the merchandising work for the campaign has all been trying to find somebody and then reaching out to people. Um, one thing that I do maybe a little bit differently than others is uh, I really want artists to like genuinely enjoy the projects that they work on for Two Skill Studio. So I try to have different options and like give people inspiration for the work. Like here's the idea I have. I'd really love it to be of this character, but I'd also uh, be happy if you did like a piece of this character. And here, here's the concept that I want. It, it has to, you know, work for the comic cover. Here's the size that it's going to be. But like, here's a little bit about their personality. You come up with some ideas and bring them back to me. Um, like, is this something that you would enjoy? Or you can do some sketches and like, see how you feel about it. And then we'll figure out if we want to work together sort of thing. And that was kind of how I tested the waters with a few people too, was very much like, is this something that you're going to vibe with? Um, and that you're actually genuinely interested in working on? If so, like, I would love to work with you. But if not, then I'll reach out to you for like a future project and just trying to see what sticks and like get to know people a little bit better. And um, luckily, I'd say the the lead panel artist, uh, Uberlin, uh, Uberlin.arts is, is his handle, has been like, it's a, it's been like fate meeting him. We like, we vibe so well. Our workflow is like, it's streamlined. We work in a drive together, completely async. He's across the world from me. I have never met him in my life. 
and we met through Instagram and we are just like it, our ideas, our workflow, we like bounce ideas off of each other. I'll say one thing, he'll he'll change it a little bit, change the angle of like a panel and it just like comes to life and meeting him has been fantastic and I I would love to work with him on all the future issues as well. And the same sort of vibe with uh, Guillermo Santos, who's the sculptor for the first statue that we'll be producing of the main character, Riley. Um, Guillermo has been like, he's such a sweetheart and he took some of my critiques very, very well and was, is so open to to critiques and like wanting wanting the feedback and then would adjust something and be like, oh, I, t- I took what you said and then I did this and I wanted to see what you think of it. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. And we would just have like a great time working together on the statue and it it came out phenomenal. Um, so I've just had, I think, pretty good luck with a lot of the different people that I've worked with. And mm. um, I hope that continues. And I um, most of these people I would love to work with on future work too. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you be willing to offer to other creators that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? So it can be with collaborators, it can be with you know, uh, finding your own studio or getting into comics or doing commission work for other people, you wish like, hey, you know, you being the one that's that's doing the commission or and somebody's requesting one, you would wish some, some people would like, you know, know what they want or ask these type of questions yeah. and whatever it may be. So any advice you're willing to offer? Yeah, for commissions, I think the first thing that comes to mind immediately is, um, I'd say like overshare or over update people. I always find if I send people a lot of updates, even if it's something that's really small, I'm like, hey, here's what I did yesterday and I wasn't sure about this color or um, here, I've been really busy this week, but I wanted to send you an update. One, people appreciate it um, and it it helps to create like more trust. And then two is if someone has feedback on something, it's better to get it in that moment. And then they, you know, reach out and they're like, oh, actually I wanted the color to be more like this. And now you've just saved yourself a headache from, you know, two weeks later reaching out and being like, here's an update and you have to change a bunch of stuff. Um, so I always try to like overreach out, reach out early, communicate often. Um, when it comes to starting a new business and running a business for the first time, as a kind of a solopreneur, I think what I've continued to learn, and it's been something that I um, ha- have pushed myself to do, um, but even more so starting up Construct and, and working on two scale is not being afraid to learn a new skill. Um, I think the most recent thing that I've done is lettering. I've never done comic book lettering ever before. Um, and I I scoured the internet for a bunch of resources and didn't realize just how how in-depth it is to letter a comic book, just the dialogue and how like you're handcrafting the bubbles and like where you're placing the speech bubbles and how you're stringing them together and how you're accenting them. And the way that they fit on a page is extremely important and uh, definitely did not expect to be learning that skill. But it also is as a writer, like you can really appreciate it because you wrote it a certain way and it has to translate the same way on the page. And so I've enjoyed, I enjoyed learning it. I would love to have a letter in the future, but I've enjoyed learning it. And uh, if you have the opportunity to learn the skill, it also creates like an, a sense of empathy to that. If I have an opportunity to work with a letter now, I know what maybe can make their job easier and uh, how much time they might need and stuff like that. So don't be afraid to, to learn something new and, and kind of push yourself. Cause I think it, 
it pays off in the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, outside of working on construct, um, how well do you find balance for your life? And how do you typically manage your mental well-being when you become stressed, frustrated, or overwhelmed? Oh, man. This one's very difficult. I don't think I'm the best person to be answering this question because I I think part of me like almost uh, enjoys having like a lot of different things at once. There's something about like being busy that's very inspiring to me in a way when I have a bunch of exciting projects. Um, unfortunately, some unfortunately, but fortunately, sometimes I get commissions and I have to turn them down because I have a backlog of things that I'm doing and I want to be realistic with people. Um, and then especially since starting up the studio, it, it can be kind of difficult working on the comic and, and the Kickstarter. Um, but I've tried to kind of like protect my space a little bit more recently and like telling myself it's okay when you turn something down. And um, that's been something hard, but important for like protecting my mental health. I think for going to cons as well and something that I'm keeping top of mind going into construct and wanting to bring construct to cons and be more of like a, you know, a a table at cons rather than just someone that's attending is still giving myself the liberty to like do the things that I enjoy that I, that I find are fun at cons. So I I went to dragon con this past weekend and we did have some construct promotion stuff um, happening there, but I intentionally was like, what's going to be the day and time that we're doing that all the other times of the, at the con, I want to like enjoy it because I this is my favorite con. I go with my closest friends and we we always have the best time there. And I want to make sure that I'm like making the time and space to have create those memories with my friends and like not just think about the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also more inspiring too. I got to meet so many other artists or so many other writers, some great artists um, that I have variant covers for and um, got to talk to people and you just, you get inspired by that stuff too. And had I been, you know, sitting behind a table, the entire con, um, I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do those things. And that's also just really important for your, your creativity, kind of keeping you going and, um, how I, how I try to balance, like doing these projects and wanting to promote them and push them and creating space to like, uh, have, enjoy things and, and still create those memories with friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great answer is pretty much setting boundaries for, you know, potential clients and, you know, with your work and whatnot. Uh, I feel like a lot of us, especially working in the indie space and doing all the roles of different people all at one time can be overwhelming. And um, we don't know, like, we don't know when to quit or we don't know when to say no. Whereas you've, you know, I don't, I don't know if this has come with time or you're just that the the one of few who's very confident in themselves that has to <laughs> say say no but you know it, it that's a that's a that's a good thing so you don't have to be overwhelmed and frustrated and stressed out because you've laid boundaries with people like hey right now we're not I'm not doing anything or 21 I'm sorry two two scales not doing anything right now or, you know, this is what we have, Construct, we're promoting it right now. Um, but as as far as like talking about it and doing whatever about it, we're, we're going to not do it right now. We'll do it la- at a later date. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good answer. Most <laughs> of us don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've definitely had to learn it. And I, I think there's been some hard lessons too, where I, you know, you, you hit that point where you get burnt out and 
you you accept a bunch of projects and you, you start to feel guilty almost too because maybe you told somebody like hey I'm gonna be able to complete this in like a you know six month timeline I'll have this and then you know you're eight months out and you're like oh I, I accepted too many projects at once and like you start to learn too that I don't like that feeling of like uh, making someone wait a month longer for something and I don't like that feeling of like maybe having to like go back and fix the quality of my work because I like wasn't 100% in it in that moment and so it, it, those sorts of moments too kind of push you to be like I need to be like more honest with my myself and like take care of myself a little bit more because I want to continue like raising the bar of my work and I can't do that if I'm you know overworking myself and it's a hard thing to accept but it it does pay off in the end yeah exactly um, well, is there anything else that you want to touch on about Construct and, you know, the series itself or the Kickstarter that we may have missed as a whole? Um, do you know the potential, well, the rewards for potential backers yet? I mean, I know the yeah. statues, right? But do you know anything else? Yeah, I'm still refining the rewards. Uh, just in the the last week or so, um, got the campaign approved just so I could have the the pre-launch page. So it is up. If you go to Kickstarter and search for Construct issue number one, you can find the page to go ahead and, and bookmark it to notify on launch. Um, in there, I know we are going to have a couple different bundled tiers uh, that I'm expecting most people want to buy kind of the items together, back those items together. So there's going to be a couple tier options and then uh, a bunch of things that you can add on to any of the tiers. Um, the comic book will have four covers technically, two main covers and then like two variants of those covers. Um, so four covers, there'll be a PDF option, uh, mostly because I know international shipping is crazy for some folks. So I want to make sure that there's still an opportunity for, for people to have kind of a, a budget friendly option to get the book. Um, we do have a shirt, which you can see on my Instagram. And I wore it at the, the convention over this past weekend, uh, a hat, there will be some stickers available. And then there's what I'm calling like the cheeky options. It's kind of like our light, not safe for work uh, action here. We had a guest artist uh, named Lesbian Latte um, who has some really fun content on Instagram that did a, a series of like locker room prints, which is like the token players from the first issue uh, that are in like a locker room setting. There's like a short mini comic um, by that artist as well that's going to be available as a PDF. And then the second cover that has a variant also has like a cheeky edition of that cover for people like that like to collect um, the variant cover edition. So a, a lot of stuff. And then, of course, the statues, which will be very limited and um, will have some different colorways, too, that are in the campaign. So if you're somebody that really likes limited exclusive stuff, then that will be an option for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, something for everybody, um, a lot of different price options. I wanted to make sure that like someone could come into the campaign and, you know, snag the comic for, uh, a, a good price, or if they were really into it, they could go all out and get statues and like really start to dive into the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So where can people actually find you online and what other projects or not, maybe not other projects, um, but like what other cons are you attending that you can that you willing to promote right now? Yeah. So you can go to www.twoscalestudio.com. That's the website. Right now, it is mostly like all construct out. Uh, it will change after the launch. It'll be more of like a two scale studio website. But right now, it's all featuring construct. 
Um, the other thing on that website is the newsletter. Uh, very sparingly send out emails, um, but the advantage of being on the newsletter is you'll get notified before the people that bookmark the campaign get notified about the campaign coming out and there will be early bird options. Um, and then also there are some small benefits that happen, like little perks that happen on the newsletter. Occasionally I'll pick somebody from the newsletter randomly and then like reach out to them and be like, hey, you want a sticker? And then send them a sticker. And there's different sort of like little giveaways and things that'll happen for newsletter only. So that's kind of a perk of joining that. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. So Two Skill Studio is the handle for Instagram. That's probably the number one social media to follow. Threads, getting into that, uh, migrating off of Twitter X uh, world and trying to get onto threads. So I would I would advise that. Um, and that's going to be the socials. As far as cons go, um, just got done with Dragon Con and we should have some cool pictures from that that will be going up with uh, people in Construct Cosplay. And the next con that we're hoping to go to is going to be in Atlanta. It's just the Atlanta Comic Convention, which is in February. Uh, so no cons planned as of now for the rest of this year. It would be kind of going, getting past the campaign and um, hopefully some of the big fulfillment uh, or some of the, the waves to start fulfillment. And then uh, hopefully in February, starting to kick off 2024 with the convention. Cool. All right. Well, again, I want to thank Katie Bratton, the creator behind the first issue of the original Construct series, for joining us here today to promote the Kickstarter launching on October 3rd. Again, all of Katie's socials, which they just mentioned, and website, which they also mentioned, uh, will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter link for those who are interested. Again, I am K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nomad Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.